the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Are they still bringing lawn chairs to work? That's what I was wondering when I saw the story today that Allegheny County is raising the minimum wage for workers to 20 bucks an hour. It'll actually go to 18 an hour in 2024 and then work its way up to 20 bucks an hour in, in uh, I think, 2026, which is $40,000 a year. And this includes seasonal and part-time workers. Now, I don't know how much the average county worker is worth, and maybe this, some of them are underpaid and some of them will be worth $20 an hour three years from now when it goes into effect. I have no idea. And I don't know if things have changed since prehistoric times when uh, I was a kid. But back then in the 60s, uh, there was no better job to get than working for Allegheny County. Um, and if you're old enough, you remember probably you had friends with the same that had those jobs too. But I, I had friends who got jobs working on the road crew, and they made good money. And when they were on the 8 to 4 shift, I would often meet them for lunch, almost every day, meet them for lunch at noon, and they would be done for the day. And, of course, they would still get paid until 4 o'clock. Now, the stories of the ridiculously small amount of work that they were required to do were legendary. My favorite was my friend Ernie. He was so confident that he was going to be spending a lot of time doing nothing, maybe hanging around South Park, that he would bring a lawn chair with him to work. And the main thing he would work on was his tan. This was every day. And the kids who were lucky enough to get the jobs kept them for multiple summers, too. And it was kind of a contest to see who could do the least amount of work. And the guys who worked there used to talk about it. Now, I don't remember hearing about any of them being fired. And those jobs were in such demand that you really had to know somebody in order to get one. Democrats were in charge back then, too. So uh, most of the kids were uh, related to somebody in county government or maybe related to somebody who knew somebody in county government. So I don't know. Are there kids working summer jobs for Allegheny County right now or getting ready to in the next few weeks who are or will be doing the same thing? I don't know. But I'd be willing to bet that if you did a little investigating, you would find that this summer there will be two or three people employed by Allegheny County for a lot of jobs that could have been done by one person. Now, the vote was uh, 10 to 4. And County Executive Rich Fitzgerald voted no, but the 10 votes would override his veto. As I said, I can't claim to know what would be a fair wage for county workers, but I'd be willing to bet that most of the 10 council members who voted yes don't have a clue about how much work is being done or not being done by the average Allegheny County hourly worker. Well, anyway, when we come back, uh, Tucker Carlson made his debut on Twitter last night. He got millions and millions of hits, something like $65 million and said that he'll be providing more in the future. The liberal media, of course, have been trashing him. So how did the debut go? We'll talk about that with Ken LaCourt, a former longtime producer at Fox. We'll also talk about the major shakeup at CNN that happened today. In our second half hour, Jeffrey Tucker of the Brownstone Institute, one of the first and loudest organizations to push back against COVID hysteria, We'll be here with his list of the 20 grim realities unearthed by the lockdown. Stick around. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page 
designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. At paid for by Open Shark Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-515-8809. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file the claim, so call us now, 800-515-8809. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait. 800-515-8809. That's 800-515-8809. Again, 800-515-8809. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one, free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Tucker Carlson started his comeback last night. He did what looked uh, kind of like a show on Twitter last night. It lasted about 10 minutes, but he said there's a lot more to come. He got 65 million views at last count, probably more than that by now. Ken LaCourte was a producer for a long time at Fox and knows Tucker Carlson well. You can find Ken on Substack and YouTube. It's K-E-N-L-A-C-O-R-T-E. He joins us now. Ken, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good for uh, Thanks for coming on. So how did he do? You know, he did pretty well. Um, there, was, there was really not much different about it. It was kind of like, hey, it's the same Tucker Carlson wearing the same suit, giving a very similar monologue that he would have given to his Fox show. He had a different background in the back. It looked like he was in a pool room in a cabin, uh, like billiard room, and uh, instead of instead of a screen behind him. Um, so you know, not a whole lot. Obviously, he's still got the the hot factor that people are going to uh, uh, check him out as he as he does that. And you know, he's Tucker. He says things that are are he went off uh, that are you know that cut against the grain. He he came off very anti-Ukraine. He talked about this. Uh, this UFO leak that's come out. So it was, uh, it was pretty typical Tucker. People are already calling him racist for calling, making fun of the, uh, the looks of the president of, of Ukraine. And so that's, that's Tucker's bread and butter. Yeah. I thought the message was fine because I agree with him on just about everything, but I thought it looked a lot like Twitter and not at all like TV. And I don't know. Do you agree with that? And is that a problem and something that can be fixed or does it matter? You know, I don't really think it matters, and, and, and I see a very different world of the people who are sitting on Twitter and watching that stuff there. So the only people who have mentioned that to me, that, that concept, and, and, and they were right, were heavy cable news viewers. Uh, uh, actually, the two of them were former cable executives. So, uh, you know, I don't think that that matters all that much. Uh, you know, in, in fact, I think that a lot of the shows that are trying to look like the cable news seem to fall flat in the internet world because they're trying to be something that they're not. So I think he's got that authenticity. I think that he needs to get bigger. Um, 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he hires on a reporter or two and sends them to places and whether they ask difficult questions like a Jesse Waters or whether they, they, they find some info for him. You know, he's got a lot of different ways that he, he can go on this, but it's interesting that now he's doing that. So has he settled up with Fox? What's the deal? None of that's become public yet. Uh, I, um, I'm a cable viewer and I, I watched, I didn't know that it was going to debut last night. I just stumbled upon it when I was uh, you know, going through Twitter, I guess, last night and just happened to stumble mm-hmm. upon it. But um, I, I just – I was watching it on my iPad, and I don't right. know – I just don't know if it – I, I, as I said, I don't think it makes any difference as far as the message. And I sure would rather watch him on my iPad than most of the people who have been substituting for him since he's been gone – but it's still it's still watching on my iPad on a small screen. Maybe I got to get somebody to show me how to transfer it from my iPad to my TV because I don't I don't it's just it's it's a, it's a well, different feel to it. What you just described is 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 the difficulty of guys with a cable news audience coming into a, a different medium. Yeah. Um, you know, we are used to as cable news watchers going home, sitting down, grabbing one remote, and hitting a couple buttons, and it pops up. Um, and and I've I've I don't think it's beyond the pale that, that he will eventually repurpose some of that and turn that into a cable show as well. That would actually be the way to get those people. Because there's just, a, look, there are millions of people who love Tucker Carlson and are never going to be able to figure out Roku or a smart yeah. TV or how to do all that stuff. So he's either going to build a completely new audience or he's, uh, or, or, you know, going after those people in, a diff- in, in their current way that they're used to watching TV would be smart. Now, on one of the videos, the behind-the-scenes videos that they showed of him um, shortly after he was fired, he referred to his audience as post-menopausal. Um, is that demographic going to make the effort to find him on Twitter and watch him on their laptop a, a problem? Because that, that's, that's that, I mean, that's who's those out there. People are never, those people are never going to do that. Once you hit a certain age, you're not going to go go figure out. I mean, look, there, there are certain people who who will watch TV and do some online stuff, but uh, the vast majority of his current audience, I think is not going to say, Oh, now it's time to turn off the TV and I'm going to go pull out my iPad or my computer and, and watch Tucker on, on, on video on Twitter. So, but that said, you know, as you said, he's, uh, his, his, his post was at least seen by 60 million people. And that probably meant 10 million watched uh, yeah. click, click mm-hmm. play on the, on the video itself. But that's a, a lot bigger than than uh, than other numbers, and and you know he would have probably an average of two to three million watching them when he was on when he was on television. Well, postmenopausal would is only you could be forty eight and be postmenopausal, <laughs> so it's not like he's talking about senior citizens, you know. Yeah, but the average age of a Fox News viewer is probably average is probably in the late sixties, like yeah. 68, 69. It's it's an elderly audience, and a lot of that is because a lot of the older people will not just watch a show or two here. Some of them will just turn on the TV and, and you know, they're there all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there are people out there saying that his debut, I, I don't have it in front of me here. I should have uh, saved it, but I forget who it was. But somebody out there who I uh, believe has some credibility said that this is the beginning of the end of cable news, that it's now just a matter of time until this – this is just knocking you know, mainstream news out of the out of the water. Yeah, but you know, I, I for the entire twenty years that I worked at Fox News, and and I've been gone for now probably seven. Uh, I heard that as well, and and the reality is is it is on a downward slope. It's but it's been relatively slow enough that they will still be very very powerful. They will have a big audience, and they will make billions of dollars as they go down. But when a when a when an elderly viewer dies and there is no kind of incoming stream of, of 20 year olds or 30 year olds that's saying, you know what I should do? I think I should call up Comcast and get cable news. (laughs) That that just, you know, if you don't have that, if you're not in that world, you're not going to that world. So, so cable is, is going to try to milk that cow as long as they can, because being on cable TV for the top, you know, for them, CNN, MSNBC is wildly profitable. 
Um, and but they also need to know that they they know that they need to have a digital future as well. Um, and none of them have done that well. They all have some entities out there, but you don't spend a whole lot of time watching Fox News on your on your on your laptop, most likely. So it's not just about the vehicle where you where you're watching it, but it's it's people um, thinking it's it's a network or any kind of a TV production. Uh, company thinking that there are still going to be people who watch TV on a scheduled routine. Like, okay, it's yeah. 8 o'clock, I'm watching Tucker and, Carlson. And again, there is a big group of people who do that, yeah. um, or at least a wildly profitable for these guys to do that. But that group is never going to get bigger. I mean, outside of, of you know, pops during the, during election cycles or with big when you know when when a September 11th comes and you ha- you know you you need one you need to and want to watch something live right now, those numbers will go up and down. But but over time, they're headed down. And 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 you know, in in 30 years, people aren't going to be watching cable TV. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned that uh, that Tucker Carlson might might get uh, a reporter or two. Uh, how much does he need one? Uh, not just not just oh, because just it's my a- idea to have one. I think I think you know he can do look he's. The, the thing that differentiates him from a bunch of other guys who are like, you know what, I'm going to go on, on, on YouTube and talk about things is that he has the resources. He has contacts. He, I mean, he, he can be a one man news operation to an extent. Now that's not his gig. His gig is really giving you his spin on the news and, and, and what he sees as the under underreported things. Um, but he has the ability of, of doing things that, that a lot of other just talkers couldn't do just because of his name his resources, and his contacts. The headline on uh, CNN's uh, media reporter Oliver Darcy's piece says, um, let me see if I got it here, uh, Tucker Carlson launches first episode of low-budget Twitter show after Fox News firing. That's, I don't know if it's the headline writer, writer or Oliver Darcy taking that shot, but isn't that kind of the point of Twitter? It's low-budget? Well, Oliver Darcy never met a conservative he liked. Right. I mean, that, that, that's the first thing right. on it. Secondly is, who are you making fun of if the guy with no budget just just got mm, 30 times your audience? Yeah, destroyed talking, you. Talking yeah. into Twitter. What does that tell you? What does that say when you go to CNN and you see massive buildings, millions of dollars of, 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 of equipment around there, tens of millions of dollars of monthly salaries on there? And you know, four hundred thousand viewers. That 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 was the headline that that I would have written. We're talking to Ken Lacourt. He's a longtime former producer at Fox. Um, and I, I'm just wondering, Ken, what uh, what kind of equipment is are, is someone like Tucker Carlson going to have to use? I mean, he's not just he's not doing a Zoom call on his iPad. The, uh, uh, somebody providing a uh, studio quality cameras to make it look you know, better. Yeah, he had he had a studio built into his yeah. into his home. Yeah, but that was Fox. paid for by Fox, wasn't it? Yeah, you know this stuff is cheap. You can okay. get a great camera for two thousand dollars. Oh, okay. The lighting grid is more important than anything else, and and that's probably all right there. So for for five thousand dollars, you know, you can get everything. You know, and maybe another two thousand dollars if you want to have one of those you know ninety inch TVs behind you that you can put everything in. Yeah. Um. So so costs on that are are insignificant well and oliver darcy who by the way i've never seen i've seen his stuff online but i've never seen his face on television um he said the first show looked like a meager shell of his former show which is kind of what we were talking about there i agree with that but that's how people like oliver darcy are going to judge the show and probably uh overestimating the value of what he's seeing that he doesn't like uh, yeah, look, Oliver Darcy's job by CNN is is mock conservatives in a in a yeah. in a way that doesn't sound like you're mocking them. Pretend like you're a, a a a media reporter and go out and blast people who are against you know he he mm. uh, Oliver Darcy spent most of his career he was he was Brian Stelter's sidekick yeah he spent most of his career just just trashing conservatives that's <laughs> and then they call him a media reporter. Yeah, I would. They can't, they can't. They can't be honest about what he's doing there. If I were um, a in, in a, in working in uh, TV now, uh, something I would not want to be. I would not want to have being Stelter's sidekick be the peak of my. I would not have that be where my career peaked. You know, um, that's not good. 
Um, yeah, meanwhile, uh, speaking of CNN, the chairman who was going to turn it around, Chris Licht, uh, is that how you pronounce it, L-I-C-H-T? I, I never know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yep. well, he was fired. So he yeah. didn't last well, long, I, about I, a I year. He resigned, but, you know, there were, there, were, there were boot prints on his rear end. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was one year he lasted. Yeah. So, uh, look, he, he was brought in ostensibly to, to uh, according to his boss, David Zaslaw, who is the, the chairman or, or the CEO of the Discovery Networks, which actually mm-hmm. owns CNN, yeah. um, ostensibly to make it a little bit more fair and balanced, so to speak, mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to shy away from the hardcore talkers, uh, to bring the news product back, to, to balance things out. Uh, Chris went in there with that uh, that mantra, and and he spoke about that a lot. That freaked out a lot of the staff because look, ninety percent of the staff at CNN believes if you are not just hardcore trashing Donald Trump and Republicans, that you are 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 not defending democracy in America. So right. I mean, they they have the employee rank and file there have just not bought into the concept. I mean, they were they used phrases like. You're giving a platform to Donald Trump you yeah. know, by, by yeah. having him on a and, and they believe that they, they now believe because they, they've fully embedded in the, the censorship culture that if you if you allow the other side to talk, you're giving them a platform. Well, you're you're complicit in, in ruining America. I mean, they, that's what they believe. And it used so, to go ahead. Sorry. So he, he, he you know, it, he probably would have been safer if he went in and fired a third of the editorial right right immediately, had 400 people out in the street, then the 2,000 that are left instead of bitching about him and complaining and, and, and calling up about him and, 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 you know, wailing about him. They'd be grateful that they still had jobs and they'd know to shut up. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had to do that and he didn't. Well, and, so- and if, if, if Discovery is serious about it, the next guy might have to come in and do that. Well, here's what I and I might have I probably brought this up with you before because it's something that I just I just don't understand as someone who worked in TV for a long time, local television, but not and I didn't work at a national level, but still it's the same concept. Um, how do the inmates overthrow the the boss um, when the inmates are getting ratings that are so far down the toilet that they should have been fired like eight years ago? How do these? How does like Wolf Blitzer keep showing up on on CNN's <laughs> screen? I, I don't get it. Haven't they? Well, it's and, not and, working and, and, with and Wolf. You, and you answered your question with the question because the inmates is part of the slogan, meaning the inmates are running the asylum, right? And and that's exactly outlook. That's exactly what's going on. Um, um, and look, that's happening in a lot of companies. I mean, I mean. You know, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is a lefty is a lefty guy who's out there who created Facebook to be a political organization. He just wanted to make money and rule the world and all yeah. this. But then he hired ten thousand kids who all felt a certain way, and all of a sudden he had to kind of actually care about his employees. It's, you know, you, you can't just wave a magic wand and have them be normal. You can either fire them all and start again, which isn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, but you know, Ken, again, yeah. I, I got about a minute left. I just want to throw this in there. That's what I always thought was different about TV news or TV in general. There's a rate, there's a measurement taken about how well you're doing, and if you stink, you lose your job, uh, and they stink. Yeah, I mean the, the problem is that, that, that that's for the whole channel. You'd have to fire them all. It's not like there's one. No, but I'm talking about the big guys. The big the, gu- yeah. the guys. And, who- and look, but here's the look. Here's the other dirty secret: is a lot of this is politically is politically driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, their ratings were doing okay when Donald Trump was president. Remember? Oh yeah. Well, it was a long time ago. So I think a lot of them are banking on on uh, on. on him coming back in some way, shape, or form, them, them getting to be the, the, you know, the, the voice of record against one man and see if they can, they can pop that back up. That, that, that is probably their corporate strategy. Ken LaCourt, always good to have you on. Where do people find you? At, like you said, uh, K-E-N-L-A-C-O-R-T-E. I've got some fun YouTube videos up, and I, and I do a Substack right up as well every day. Always great to have you on, and a perfect time to have you on today. Thanks, Ken. Terrific. Thanks, Mike. We'll Take be care. right back. <clears throat> With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Residents of southern Ukraine expect more flooding from the Dnieper River Dam breach. 
Some Kherson residents are evacuated by boats, while others slosh through knee-deep waters in their inundated homes. Mikhaili Smitsky, a volunteer rescue worker, is helping carry people to safety. He says, I've been coming to Kherson for a whole year. I want to do something useful for my country, for our people. There are exits. I'm Charles Deledesma. Air quality alerts continue throughout parts of the U.S. from smoke from the Canadian wildfires. Much of the mid-Atlantic and northeast are experiencing poor air quality. Kilauea volcano on Hawaii's Big Island has begun erupting again. All activity is within a closed area of Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. He's made quite a splash since his announcement. Senator Tim Scott is out and about in the United States making his case from everywhere, from Iowa to The View. And that's a pretty long trip if you go from talking to the folks of Iowa to The View. We'll talk with Senator Scott about his new campaign for the presidency on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Air quality alert remains in effect through late tonight. Hazy and cool. Air quality will be extremely hazardous tonight, the low 46. Hazy tomorrow. Dense smoke will reduce visibility and lead to hazardous air quality, the high 66. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 48. Periods of clouds and sun for Friday with a passing shower and a high of 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the, uh, the planet is still recovering from the hysteria created by countries around the world to save us from a disease that killed all but about 99.8% of the human race. 
And um, historians will have a lot of fun trying to figure out how so many people could be so stupid for so long. In the meantime, we have Jeffrey Tucker, founder and president of the uh, Brownstone Institute, a group that was one of the earliest and loudest to push back against the insanity. Jeffrey, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. And the insanity continues. And we're, <laughs> we're living with all the after effects, and there are many. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. You wrote a piece about it. So you, you've come out with a list of um, 20 terrible realities unearthed by the lockdowns. Would you like to start with number one? Sure. Why don't you read me the numbers, and I'll comment on each. Well, if we have time, yeah. I, I, I have some of my favorites. I want to make sure you get yours in if we have to only use – we can't get to all 20 of them. Well, I guess I, I, uh, the first one I, I talked about was uh, uh, big tech censorship, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that so this is huge because uh, there are a number of lawsuits going on about this. So essentially what the problem is you can't – we have a First Amendment in this country, which is uh, which guarantees free speech. Uh means that the government can't stop you from saying things that are perfectly reasonable or even if they're not reasonable, they can't, they can't control your speech. It's kind of a, an amazing law, but nor can the government lean on private parties that are dedicated to giving you speech to prevent you from having speech. So it's, it runs both ways. You can't you know, use the private sector as your proxy for violating people's speech rights. Well, it turned out this is exactly what happened. And the remarkable thing is that we have a number of court cases, really dozens, and there's been a, a lot of discovery uh, in, in all these court cases. The judges have been, basically, the judges have been good on all this stuff. Yeah, this is appalling. This is contradictory to all court precedent and everything else. And so they've demanded documents. We have thousands upon thousands of pages. I run examples of this stuff almost every day on, uh, on Brownstone. Uh, and they document that this began right away, and it concerned, you know, every issue from social distancing to business closures to masking, and then, of course, vaccines and vaccine side effects. And, and essentially, the FBI had embedded itself deeply into um, all of the social platforms, which is just unbelievable. Now, uh, uh, what's remarkable to me about about this, John, is the this reason I put it number one is that it shows no signs of abating. Everything is just as bad now as it ever was. In fact, it's much, much worse. And I was just digging around yesterday on the FDA website, and the FDA said, you know, don't believe anything unless you hear it from the government. That's what they said. There's a lot of misinformation out there. If it's not coming from government, it's it's false. That's what they said. And they said, report any uh, information that's being uh, 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 told to you um, that contradicts what we're saying. Uh, report it through these portals. And they listed all their main social media platforms, LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook, you, know, you name it. And, and it takes you to a re misinformation reporting system. So you have the FDA now actually pushing snitch culture. You see what's happening here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, well, and what's, what's terrifying to me about this, John, is that you would think with all these lawsuits going on that this would be the time that they would cut it out, right? They would, yeah. they would stop. That's, if, that's, if you're being sued and you're feeling a threat, the very first thing you do is clean up your act. Well, I'm fine. I didn't do anything. Right, right, right. They are they are not doing that. They are doing the opposite. They're getting more aggressive and more open. And forget court discovery. Just go to their websites. It's everywhere. Yeah. So you you know, and and it's not just the U.S. By the way, this is going on. The Atlantic Council is meeting right now, which is the sort of think tank of NATO. They're plotting efforts to crack information. Uh, meaning anything that contradicts what governments want to tell you. So what I'm telling you is that, and people need to know this, there is a major, major effort underway on the part of the U.S. government and all governments and all government agencies to stop your freedom to speak and learn and research and know things. Well, uh, this, is, this is the reality of our times. Would there be uh, no list from you if not for number one? In other words, if, uh, well, does any of this would any of this been possible without yeah. big tech? So, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, 
I like to think that if we had had free speech, all this nonsense would have ended uh, right away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I can't be sure of that, of course, because everybody is so scared. People are not telling the truth. But yeah, this this is how uh, the government prolonged. Uh, and the industry too. I always have to add that because that's you know I'm, I'm a libertarian. I tend to blame government for everything, but industry is you know hip deep in this. Um, the uh, uh, that's how they were able to prolong it for for two years. But it was a kind of a practice run for a creepy form of totalitarian speech control that, as far as I can tell, is not favored by anybody. Uh, let's just take for example that FDA uh, thing that I was telling you about. Um, and by the way, everybody was doing it from the Treasury Department, see Labor Department, you name it. But that FCA thing. Now, can you think of anybody you know on the left or the right who believes that government should have the power to shut down people's uh, opinions about certain pharmaceuticals? Like, I can't think of anybody I no, know personally who no. believes that. Right? No, and and. So, and, and number three on your list was the power and influence of big pharma. So they kind of work together. Yeah, they certainly do. And I don't think... Number two, I um, should say. As number two. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know, uh, just to be honest with you, I didn't I hadn't really followed this. You know, I, I think, if I were going to dig back into the recesses of my mind of the four times, I tended to think of pharmaceuticals as being normal business that were oppressed by government regulators who are very cautious and not improving their their good products. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how yeah. I guess you would think how naive I was. Um, well, it turns out that the pharmaceutical companies, you know, completely own uh, the CDC and the FDA and the NIH. They're all earning high royalties. For it. I'll just tell you a quick story. Uh, sometime in late 2020, somebody forwarded me the document that had somebody like uh, a check from Pfizer to the the FDA for one point I think is one point six million dollars, and I thought, oh, here's the smoking gun. This is outright blackmail. That's how they got all this nonsense approved with the emergency use tech, uh, authorization and everything. And I was preparing to release it as a scandal, but I ran it by a friend of mine. Uh, I said, just to, I'm outraged, by this, but you know, I don't want to be the guy sticking my neck out and saying this is an outrage. When if there's some other backstory I don't know about, and he said, "Oh yeah, here's the backstory. That's the filing fee." Okay, so you yes. you know you pay these people millions of dollars in exchange for which they approve your drugs, and they've got a rubber stamp now. In the midst of this, particularly when it came to the boosters, now the boosters were a particularly ridiculous case because you have a booster that was that was that was developed to deal with wild type and and uh, uh, the Delta variants of of the uh, of the virus. But by the time the the booster came out, these old variants were long ago uh, reduced to nothingness, but by the virus's mutations, so they didn't even pertain. The top two officials at the FDA resigned in protest of the FDA's impending approval of these boosters. They resigned. The top two uh, vaccine officials resigned from the FDA, thinking that in so doing it would create a national scandal and all the papers would cover it and the FDA would would go up and smoke. That's what they believed. Right. Of course, you you know what happened, right? Absolutely nothing, nothing happened. Well, nothing you, happened. you have here number four, big media and government. So um, that, yeah. that, so uh, that goes us, takes us right this, into that one. Yeah, and that's, that is a, a level of creepy that, uh, that I, I, I don't think that most Americans are even aware of this yet. But essentially, all the major news uh, players out there are of our arms of, of the government and the deep state administrative state. So they're all completely complicit in this thing. They've all been compromised without exception. I don't mean just the New York Times and, and NPR, but CBS, NBC, MSNBC, um, all of them, and including Fox, which is probably why they had to get rid of Tucker Carlson because he was getting just a little bit too independent. The compromise is deep and pervasive. So we have in this country a bunch of different state media uh, companies that have different brand names. 
Now, they're privately owned, but they're entirely infiltrated by government agents who are telling them what to do. And once you realize that, you realize you can't believe the thing they're saying. And, uh, uh, and, and it's a shocking reality. Now, again, I'm not even sure this is true uh, four years ago. I, I was kind of, I always knew the New York Times was biased, but I didn't realize that it was carrying water for uh, the deep state. You know, that's new to me. But now it's so obvious once you see it, you can't unsee it. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy was on a, a Twitter space the other day with Elon Musk, and it was a speech, free speech platform, and they were talking for two hours. And it was very intriguing conversation. The New York Times read a big article about it the next day. Right, political uh, kook promotes. Oh yeah, they uh, trashed them. Mi- yeah, misinformation. Uh, what are they even talking about? You know, I mean, and like one of the alleged misinformations he promoted was that the idea that COVID was somehow uh, 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 was related to the U.S. bioweapons program. Okay, what that means is that U.S. government runs gain-of-function research and for purposes of developing bioweapons. This is not doubted by anybody. I mean, anybody with the slightest bit of sophistication on this topic knows this. Well, the New York Times said that is not true. U.S. intelligence agencies have said that that is misinformation. Oh, so you've got the New York Times asking U.S. intelligence agencies what they think about about COVID and the bioweapons program, and you're expecting them to tell you the truth. And they're, extending, they're so that, taking their word, whatever they give them. Uh, and taking their word. And, and, you know, I sat there reading this thinking, why would the New York Times cite U.S. intelligence agencies as a credible source if, if it weren't itself an agency of U.S. intelligence? And, mm-hmm. and, and I believe that. And don't forget that the, all this COVID panic stuff from the very beginning began on February 27th, 2020, with the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, They're the ones that, that started all this nonsense. I've got about five minutes left with uh, Jeffrey Tucker, founder and president of the Brownstone Institute. You can find his list of the 20 uh, things that, uh, all he says, are uh, things that um, we should be really concerned about. And uh, it's the terrible 20 terrible realities unearthed by the lockdowns. Uh, I've picked out some of my favorites, and we're running out of time here, so I, I want to jump in. Uh, I apologize if I don't get to all these, but I was stunned, stunned by the willingness of religious leaders to accept whatever the government uh, decreed. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. empty churches. Uh, that, that, uh, that, and you, you have that, uh, that in there. I don't know what number it is, but you, uh, number. I don't know what it was, but it doesn't matter. It's it's a big. One. Yeah, we like to. You know, we go to these religious. We go to these churches because we like to think that they're above it all, and they're pointing us to heaven or some contact with God or leading us to a higher way of thinking or whatever. They were complicit and compliant, like I, you know, couldn't believe, with the exceptions of of a very very few, uh, uh, the Hasidic. The Jews in New York, the Amish, mm-hmm. a few fundamentalist Mormons. I mean, just very few, and and most everybody else shut down their churches on Easter, and many of them closed for the rest of the year. Then when they reopened, they wondered where all their uh, congregations went. You know, the churches yeah. are all empty. Ha! Well, I don't know. You know, the Bible is just filled with warnings: put not your faith in princes, and so on. And boy, they went along 100% with, with everything. And it's, and it's, it's deeply devastating. I, you know, Catholics themselves should be especially upset. The Vatican imposed a vax mandate on all of its priests and all through Vatican City. I think they've enclosed the place to non-vaccinated people for a while. I don't know about just these people haven't read late, lately, but, uh, but that was that was devastating, disappointing, and really uh, escalated the psychological uh, uh, crisis and cultural damage of the lockdowns. Now you mentioned uh, the the cravenness and corruption of public education. Could you say that the the COVID hysteria was a good thing because it exposed, in that sense anyway, because it exposed public education? Uh, maybe John, long term. But I, 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 there have been so many children that have been hurt by this. You know, the kids are now two years behind in school. 
had their lives massively disrupted. I remember when I was a kid, my school burned down, and I wasn't able to go to school for about three days. Initially, I was happy, of course, haha. But then, you know, it was a bit of a trauma. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't good. So I don't think, I think a lot of kids have been damaged by this. Long term, yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, it's, it's People are seeking other alternatives out, like homeschooling and private schooling, and and that's all good. That's all good. That's just, I guess you would call it a silver lining. But uh, I don't think anybody expected that the public schools of this country, for which we pay very high taxes mm-hmm. uh, uh, to use their services, would just just wantonly shut down for two years, even though it was well known very early on that this virus was no threat whatsoever well, to any children and uh, to hardly any, uh, well, actually, no, a working-age healthy adult. So well, it was uh, appalling. We're finishing up uh, with uh, Jeffrey Tucker. He's the founder and president of the Brownstone Institute. I want to get this quote in. I have about a minute left. Uh, You sum it up with this quote. We have to admit that in many ways the plain human desire to live a fulfilling life and freedom has been subverted. If we want our freedoms back, we need to have a full understanding of the frightening challenges before us. Can you sum up those challenges in 30 seconds? Uh, We have to dismantle the administrative state. We have to bring back the Bill of Rights. We have to bring back human rights and get passionate about fighting for freedom. Because I'm telling you, this is a war to the knife. It's the ruling class versus the people. This is the battle. We're in the middle of it right now. If you don't know that, have a look at this article. Consider the implications. This is the fight of our lives. Check it out at brownstone.org. Jeffrey Tucker, the founder and president of the Brownstone Institute. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, we'll be right back. Networth Advisors has a question for you. Is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what we mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Beth Andrews and the team at Networth Advisors can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 800-426-1428 to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to a minor annoyance. Call Beth Andrews and the team at Networth Advisors now to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 800 426 1428. That's 800-426-1428. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk. Firm offers insurance services. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, you know what I don't get? Why is that company always telling you to just do what? What is it? To just look like everybody else? Or maybe just pay way too much for your shoes? Well, Skechers, we know what we want you to do. Just slip in. That's right. Just slip in to do hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Why? Because slip-ins are the easiest, most comfortable shoes ever. You don't have to bend down to put them on. You don't even have to touch them. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. 
Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, it's interesting. Uh, if you heard me talking in the opening of the show, I talked about the uh, vote to increase the minimum wage for Allegheny County workers to $20 an hour. I think it actually happens in 2026. It start, it goes incrementally from what it is now. Um, <clears throat> and I, I put up on Twitter when I saw it, what I mentioned in the opening of the show today is that that was the job to get when we were kids. Um, we baby boomers living in uh, Allegheny County, the job to get was working for Allegheny County because you did nothing uh, most of the day and you got good money and you had a good time and laughed with a bunch of other young guys like you. And I mentioned that my friend Ernie showed up with a uh, – brought a, la- a lawn chair and uh, laid out and got a tan every day. So I got some good comments uh, from people on Twitter who remember the same thing. Said they – everybody knew, oh, my God, you, you, you got a job with the county. How would you do that? That's the best job you can get. And it wasn't because it was going to be a great uh, enhancement for you as a, for your career later in life. It was because it meant you weren't going to do any work. You were going to laugh a lot, have fun. And, uh, you know, that's that, – and you could, if you could hold it for two or three summers – you really did it. You made it. You, 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 uh, it was a great accomplishment. So then I, I something just real quick here. Uh, someone named uh, Greg Henson who used to work in radio here in Pittsburgh. He, he has he put up a video on Twitter of people doing what they're not supposed to do, which is cheer during a, a graduation in a large uh, arena. They're not supposed to cheer when the when the name is mentioned because people can't hear the names of their kids or grandkids when their names are mentioned. And so he made a complaint about that, and I made the comment, there should be a ceremony for kids who don't graduate. Make them explain why, because graduating from high school has become what might be the most overrated achievement in America. They're graduating kids now who read at a sixth grade level. Not to be a party pooper. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.